The Rant. Meet Christina and Eric. What grinds their gears? The experts in the fields of architectural design, pre-construction, construction management, fine cabinetry. The Rant, a podcast by One York Company. Wow, we are good at that. Right. With the double, the double clap. <laughs> we both got the clap. No, no. just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so today, this is what I wanted to cover. Um, more also, that's, sorry, can we start that over again? Because like that for sure is not going into some <laughs> kind of edit. <laughs> There's no edit where either of us have the clap. No, no. I don't want to have the words, I have the clap no, on the internet. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> we can clap at the same time. Yeah. That's better. Okay, do over. Do over. We still clapped in though, so we don't need to okay. do it again. <laughs> 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 I don't need to redo the clap. Oh God! All right. So today's topic. Um, this is this, new to me. You'll all find out when I do. Yeah, you know what? And it's in in the spirit <laughs> of the problem. And it, this is it essentially. It's that when you start a new renovation project, or say you want to renovate your home, right? Now, what do you do? Right? Who do you call? Like that's it. Like what? Who, who is, are you gonna call? <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> yes, the Ghostbusters. Well, they, they might. But after have some, them, yeah, you should then, call us. Yes, you should call us. But at, at, when you start this process, there's no one to call first. Like, who do you call? Do you call a builder first? Do you call an architect? Do you call, like, a designer from, like, you know, Kijiji? Do you call the city of Toronto? Do you, you call, call an a engineer? friend that did a renovation last, sometime in the last five years, and you're like, yo, Can who you, did you call? What did you do? Because I don't know where to start. Right, because like, <laughs> the number of people that I get coming across my desk where they choose, okay, I'm going to choose an engineer first because they know they have to remove a wall. Or if they want to, I don't know, they, they talk to the city because they go, oh, maybe I can change my zoning. So they, they go with them first. But then the city's going to tell you that you need a designer to have drawings to show exactly what you're doing. Um, then maybe it's, okay, well, then you know what? I know that I, I need a survey. So maybe you start with a surveyor. So it's like all of the questions then becomes like, who do you go to first? And how do you, like, there's no framework. And I find <laughs> that incredibly frustrating. Chicken That's or the egg? The chicken or the egg, right? Because, I mean, in... But the answer to that question is that it depends on the situation. There's someone who responded to our 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 uh, our last um, video or, or podcast, and it was great. And they were agreeing with us on um, the cost per square foot thing. And a great way that he put it was, it's like, well, how much does a car cost? Well, what kind of car? Exactly, exactly. What kind of car? What kind of car are we talking about? I'm like a Lamborghini and a, like a, a 2001 Toyota Corolla, which is the bane of my existence. We can get into later. <laughs> the gold ones the, only. Yeah, champagne, Corolla, <laughs> those things. Every long line of traffic has a champagne 2001 or 1999 Corolla right at the front with of some it. some scrapes and some tuck tape. Yeah, with 8 million kilometers on it, still chugging along, mm -hmm. causing everybody anguish. <laughs> Anyways, but that's the topic of the day. Like, who do you start with first? And like, and then... In, for what projects? And so like, let's just start with like, you have a, ah, this is the one that I find a hard spot. I get this one, oh, hard spot, don't don't jump over there. But this it, one that it's always- It's only a hard spot, it's not right. There's something wrong. <laughs> it should be <laughs> uniformly, yeah. Yes. Okay, so, but seriously, like, I get these ones, I wanna close in my front porch, right? Mm. Okay, standard, like East York, you already have a front porch, Right, you have the columns in the front or whatever. Now you want to close it in. You know, it's it's a hard sell. If you go to an architect, an architect's gonna be like, "Hey, listen, like, you know, you're starting at ten, twelve thousand dollars for drawings, and then it gets elaborate from there." Okay, 
but you can find a BCIN holder who would do it for for probably substantially less. But as soon as you like gear down on the level of professionalism on the design staff, the expectation is that you are experienced and your ability to take the wheel a little bit then toggles up. Would you agree? Generally speaking, you know what? I don't think that it is because people don't understand the difference between BCIN and architect. And it's like, and in a lot of uh, situations, the BCIN is perfectly sufficient for what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And I think that it comes down to the knowledge base of the practitioner versus that. So like the, the amount of, um, you know, taking charge you need to do on that, I think is certainly more pronounced when the practitioner is newer or doesn't have a lot of experience under their belt. Mm -hmm. But largely clients are leaning into that, like they don't know the difference. And so they, their assumption is that when they go to a practitioner of any designation, that they do not necessarily have to be taking the wheel. This is not a student driver car where you've both got control. They're looking for direction. They're looking for somebody to outline where we go from here. Like follow the yellow brick road, Dorothy, because like they don't know where they're going essentially. Right. And that's that's fair enough. I mean, a lot of people come to us and in, people who are looking for renovation in general don't have a lot of experience or any experience. I would say this 80% of the time. So. When they go to anybody on, say, Kijiji, which I hate saying that people do, they go to Kijiji and they say, design in my house, and they pick somebody from that like roster of people, and then they get down that pathway. The problem with that is that those practitioners, as you say, only ask certain questions. And so they keep that like that field of view rather narrow, like looking down a straw, because their, their, their purpose and their involvement is only for doing the drawings not going to be responsible for is it aesthetically pleasing is it something that you want long term is it um is it going to be affordable all of those things and again i think it's like that's like in choosing a practitioner so i think that the when people decide they want to do something i think doers go straight to a contractor mm-hmm planners go straight to a designer. Ooh, I like that. And that's, those are how those, yeah. it's like, it's like left brain, right brain kind of situation. Right. right? And so, um, the people who are, I just want to do and think that it's not really a big deal, but like, I don't have the skill set to close in my porch. So they call a contractor contractor then leads down, down the path of, you know, you need a designer, you're going to need a permit. I can connect you with people. It's usually word of mouth of like who they've worked with. And I feel like the quality of the designer is correlated to the type of contractor that you get. Because if you get some guy who does, you know, your general, he's he's a small jobs guy, mm-hmm. you know, closing in a front porch, like, we'll build your deck, we'll build your fence, like, do a bunch of stuff like that. Minor renovations, more like a handyman-ish jack-of-all-trades. Mm-hmm. That guy has sort of a connection with a BCIN holder who is... Um, experienced enough but not in complex situations so they're experienced in their specific sort of arena of what they do so let's say that then like the like this is obvious but as soon as you have to be able to say it out loud it's like the more the the more complex the project the more planning it requires Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's just go there. But the more <laughs> complex the project, then you're looking for a different GC, right? So it's right. like if you're looking for your porch, you're, you're good to call that like handyman guy and you've got comfort in that. Right. If you're like, I have a 120 year old home right. and I want to do some substantial stuff to it. And a lot of it revolves around the structure and I'm attached to my neighbor's house by a party wall. You're looking for somebody who's very different from handyman. Like you're not calling whatever Johnny construction and, and saying, listen, 
undertake all this. You're looking for somebody who works well in that specific subset of construction and thereby, because it's complex, because it's something that's unique, that contractor has experience within that realm and therefore the designer that they lean into right. on their end is gonna satisfy their needs. So if I'm somebody who creates relationships with people that support my executable task here it's like i'm going to lean into people that satisfy everything that i need and if what i need is very complex i'm going to have people at my disposal that can deal with those parameters that that are very complex so let's say it like this though if if the complex the more complex the project the more planning you require baseline one then if you think about the person who's undertaking the work it's about your aversion to risk so if you're a doer you jump right into the gc kind of person or if you're a planner, you're going to be like, well, who do I need to get permission to do this work? Right. Right. But let's now qualify what a BCIN holder is. So BCIN is building code identification number. Correct. And where do you get that education from? Uh, you can get it. I mean, you can do it independently. Essentially, what it, it, it stems from a series of exams that are challenged through municipal, uh, municipal, well, MMAH. Whatever that is. I always forget it too. It's Municipal (laughs) Affairs and Housing. I know it's Affairs and Housing. The Ministry of Municipal Affairs and Housing. Boom, done. It's a mouthful. Uh, (laughs) Combined, we got that. (laughs) Yeah, collectively, we got it on lock. Um, But so I got mine through, I went to school for architectural technology. And so it's a three-year program. And there's a technician program, which is two years, which is relatively useless. And then there's a technologist program, which has a lot more breadth in terms of your exposure to things and whatnot. And through that, we started to be introduced to building code and code requirements as well as like Revit design design practices um, but more so in the context of construction and what that looks like and so like practical application and then from there you challenge exams so you know you can challenge one exam that gets you basic stuff you can challenge another that gets you a couple and they're kind of umbrellaed so it's like if I challenged a really complex exams like large buildings would give me small buildings which would automatically give me house right so there's different so categories the- within the MMA which gives you the ability to apply for a building permit and get building permits and, and do drawings. And all them. can be BCIN holders. Like right. that's the thing is that, but like if you, you could be a BCIN holder at a house level and you can be a BCIN holder at a complex buildings level. And those are very different degrees of information and the context in which you look at things will be very different. Right. And so, you know, but then if you're an architect, then it, then you have the ability to do anything basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then essentially what you're saying is that, and then this this is what makes sense. So if the degree of difficulty of the project requires, defines the amount of planning required, then someone like an architect can design anything. But it may not be the right tool for the job. It's like killing a fly with a machete if you're hiring an architect to like read like how to frame in your front porch. Right. Exactly. Probably not the right fit. Right. And so the thing is, is that like a BCIN holder can design, basically the way that you look at it is like, if the, you know, your project was a book and there are 10 chapters, the architect could design from cover to cover. Mm. If you had a BCIN holder, they can design from cover one to chapter 10 of 11. Like you can get it 90% of the way, but there are certain parameters in terms of things. Like I could tell you, I can do the math to size the beam to figure it out, but I can't stamp that. Like I Mm. don't have the ability to, to be an authority on that. As much as I know how to do it and how to fold that into the design so it's relevant and we're, we're being holistic in our approach, Mm -hmm. I don't have the authority to do that. And that's why we lean into structural engineering and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. So that all goes through that where as an architect, 
fact, uh, they may still require structural engineering for other things and like it's best practice, but like they can largely get you through most renovations without having to, you know, engage because they've got the, the seal of approval. That being said, that seal of approval is very costly and is often overkill because you right. can get where you need to go through other avenues that are generally less expensive with a, a BCIN holder than an architect. And it doesn't mean that one is better than the other because like, while the schooling is different, like there are great architects and there are really shitty architects. Just like, you know, and half, there of all, are, half of all doctors graduated the bottom half of the class. 100%, like 51% <laughs> doesn't necessarily make you the doctor I want to go to, but you're still a fucking doctor. Right, like, right, you got right, it. Right, right, Congrats, right. Congrats, write makes, the prescription. But that's, I think, a very difficult thing for people to understand. It's like, well, okay, I need design work done, but it's it, there's a spectrum. Right. There's a there's a different degree of professionalism and what they can what they can tackle that professional based on their education and an architect being at like, you know, the top end of that and even the high quality architects that, you know, you get what you pay for. Right. Um, and so like the more the more expensive they are, the better better they are at their job. A BCIN holder and they so I'm not what I'm trying to do here is like I'm trying to say that like those people in the MMA age and that program and having people have the ability with comparatively less education to still get people building permits, there is a role for that. But the problem is, is when people work outside of, or designers work outside of their comfort or their their ability, and they don't tell the unknowing client. It's like sometimes we get drawings from people, like we had one that nailed on our desk. Remember the one, I'm not gonna say where it was, but the drawings were like atrocious. The Barbie house? The Barbie house. It honestly, it looks like something out of like Barbie, a fashion fairy tale or something. Like something oh my, my, my daughter used to watch. Like some, I, the windows on the front are arched. The windows on the back are are square. Right. There's like like it, it's it's honest to God. There is no consistency whatsoever. But the front of that house looks like some somebody grabbed like the backdrop of a Barbie movie. But let's put this into into perspective. It's like a wartime home somewhere in the West End in Etobicoke, right? And we know like based on like from just Google Earth that you can see that it's called all siding, which means that it's all framed perimeter. And what they're trying to do is then now turn this into a three-story home, turn renovate this property into a three-story home, right? And it's an 11 foot main floor, 10 foot second floor, nine foot third floor, the 11 foot basement. And I'm yeah. like, did anybody Whoa. look at the height restrictions? Yeah. Like, did, like, it, did you even bother? What even happened here? And like, and also, who had a conversation with the client about what the cost of this thing is? Because we put it through the QTO. It's all glass on the front and back. Yeah, it's like, like <laughs> how many? Like, it's going to be one giant like series of stacked moment frames on the front and a series of stacked moment frames on the rear. And like that's so that's like, a case of we can build it, but it will cost you through the ass. Yeah, so. there's your cost per square foot again, right? There you go. Yeah, so like we looked at that, and like it was 1.7 million dollars in renovation. Right. That was probably not the right professional to go to for that work. But like that's the issue. And the same thing for GCs and same things for construction managers. Let's define a GC and a construction manager. Like a GC in my mind is somebody once again, right project, framing in your front porch, going to a GC, like they can probably get you through that selection process. Like if you're like a not not going for like, you know, the craziest like framing in, but you need like effectively more space to put your stroller and stuff. Well, I can walk you that through that relatively quickly. Get some off the shelf windows, standard sizes, do some vinyl siding, insulate got that goddamn thing, a couple baseboard heaters, some towel in the front. You're off to the races. Two pot lights, bam, we're yeah. there. Give me a plug outside for Christmas. It's, it's all in the term like general contractor. It's the same as a doctor is a general practitioner. Right. You go to them for like the breadth of like minor to moderate 
concerns but like once it gets to a certain stage you need to step up your game like that's where the specialist comes in right in the medical field it's like right? oh my it's god like, you've got a you know a paper clip in your eye you need an ophthalmologist <laughs> yeah i am not the right person to deal with that but the problem is is like you said like nobody is is completely transparent about the fact like i'm not the right person for this right and it's like everyone needs money i get it but at the end of the day like they're doing everybody a disservice it's better to it goes a longer way i think in terms of character to say listen that professional wasn't right for me but they were fully forthright in telling me that i needed somebody that had a little bit more experience in x y or z or in this sort of arena and then you know word of mouth is a big deal like i would recommend the person that was honest and upfront with me that said listen you know what i can do it i will probably struggle like I'll find my way through it but I'm not the most efficient or effective tool for this specific request yes and you know what it, it may and clients may even just say like listen I'm willing to take a shot like I remember when I did off key but I, I remember I was doing my own house and like I had I didn't have all the money in the world but I wanted to have a window above my sink in the back but I also wanted to have all the arches match and not have it be straight across and I just told like I looked at the mason and I said, give me the junior guy that you're not really sure who's going to nail it. I'm willing to make this not be perfect, but I really want the arch if you can charge me a little bit less. You can have a conversation with a GC or a designer and like say, like, I'm, I'm willing to like understanding that this is your field. You're, this is where you're comfortable. I want to push you just outside of that. But we are on the same page and saying that like we, we are embarking but on you this know, together. You both know right. you're outside of that. Like that's right. a different thing. If you're both like if you, I said, listen, I'm not the right tool for this. And they said, listen, I really like this relationship and the way that this is. And I trust you and I appreciate that. And I'm willing to be on this journey with you. Like that's completely different. And that's okay. It's okay to be outside of your comfort zone. It's okay to explore new things. That's where we grow. That's where we learn. And that's like super important, especially in a field and an industry that is always evolving, but through transparency. But the killer thing to me is that there's like, once again, there's no, who do you go to? Like, and the funny thing is, is like when we, when I started the company and then you jumped on board and made it awesome. When I started this thing, it was from the perspective, like I didn't know where to go. I had no fucking clue. I had no idea how to embark on renovating my grandparents' house. I was like, okay, what do I do now? So I started calling people. I called general contractors and I gave them a list. I walked them around my house and I said, this is what I want changed. And then they gave me like a list of things back and then like one number at the bottom. And I'm like, okay. $50,000 drywall. Yeah, it was three. Oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> but they said $350,000. I'm like, but I'm like, well, how did you get to that number? And they couldn't, they couldn't tell me how to, like, how they broke it out. And that I'll was like, never tell. that's it. I'm like, what's this cloak and dagger, the iron curtain of knowledge around construction? And like, no, 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 we can't, we can't run like this. And the problem is that there's nobody, there's nobody regulating the industry that's qualifying people and trying to assign need to someone who can complete that need. That's a, so anybody out there who's got some spare time, that's probably a moneymaker right there. It's like, if you give somebody your service or what it is that you need and that whole platform filters you to GCs and to designers and to things that are within that wheelhouse that right. fit you right. and your specific parameters. Like you do a little bit of people work up front and then you know you connecting people with the right resources like there's nothing like that out there as far as no, I know. and it, what kills me is like people right now like I consider there's four pillars you've heard this from before but there are four pillars in our industry there are people who are who can people who need the work people who can do the work people who can finance the work and the people who 
uh, regulate the work. And let's go through it again. People who need the work are every kind of consumer out there. People who can do the work are the trades and the designers out there and the people in the construction industry, right? The people who finance the work, the banks, right? Every bank out there. And then the people who regulate the work, the city of Toronto. But here's the kicker. They don't talk. Like there is no communication between the bank and the city of Toronto because people are getting more, people are buying houses from real estate agents that are speculating in the cost of the construction, right? Then going to the bank and getting a loan for a mortgage and the renovation cost of that property without consulting either the city of Toronto or a construction professional. And then they land in our lap and they say, I just bought a house. I'm so happy. Can you help me? My real estate agent told me it was going to be $300,000 to renovate my house. And then we pick it up and I'm like, whoa. So you meant like six? Like, or it's like not even possible. It's like, we're going to turn this into a fourplex. And I'm like, you're really not. You can't do it. You know what I mean? One day, maybe not with this budget. Not not gonna happen now. Yeah, and it's like what we really need out there, and like I think that's what we're really our ambition for our company or for for this right now for us is like we need to be that hub. We need to be that kind of unbiased place where people can come and just landmark yourself. And like I love having those conversations with people, those first conversations where it's like, okay. I know this is a really weird kind of murky industry and it's like we have to unpack what you need first against what you have and then from there it it then assign you to the right person it might not be it might be over our head in terms of design it may be under us for what we want to be able to take on like you know for like maybe just a Small, a small, like minor wall alteration. What's it called? Minor, minor interior. interior wall alteration. Minor saying? interior alteration permit. Is I it think that is minor it interior wall alteration permit? Is I don't that think what it's it is? wall. I think it's just minor interior alteration. Also, the city of Toronto. Gotta make everything yeah. so goddamn complicated with the way you say it, too, right? But the point is, is like we gotta be that center hub. We have. To, there's got. If we're not doing it, and the majority of things that I'm doing these days with those preliminary calls, people is just landmarking you. Like, okay, this is what you need. Right? Is it possible? And if so, what is like the finger in the air cost? And what's the chart like charting your path to get there? Why'd you roll your eyes? The finger in the air cost. Well, that's essentially what a class D estimate is. It's like, yeah. is this plus or minus gonna be like twenty percent something you can afford or not? Yeah. Cause it's like I also got a phone call from a woman who's like, I'm gonna buy a house, right? I wanna buy a house in East York and it sounded very like, you know, um, very exciting at first. And it was like, I want to buy a house in East York, right? At first. And then she was like, I want to buy a bungalow. I want to buy a bungalow. And then I want to I want to renovate the main floor and I want to renovate renovate the basement. I want to gut it and I want to reorganize it. I'm going to put a basement apartment in the basement and turn it into a little duplex. And I'm like, that, you know, that all sounds all awesome. Possible. Very yeah. good. That mean understood. Great. She's like, my renovate I want to buy the house for about a million dollars. I'm like, boom, that sounds about right, depending on where you want to go. My renovation budget's two hundred grand. Whoa. No. No, like, no, you're not there. That's yeah. not going to happen. And so like, what we need to get out there is the fact that like, we need to get out there what the true costs of renovations in the city of Toronto are, right? Once again, because where do you go to first? If you go and you start in, people yeah, want to take like, your it's money. This, it's this, honestly, it's this big circle jerk of information, to be honest, because if I'm a buyer and I want to go and I'm going to buy a house, obviously the market is like, things come up and things go away and are not accessible very quickly these days. So it's like, in what time frame do you have to to engage the proper professional to say, I need to do this, this is the house, I've got like six seconds to figure out whether or not this is gonna work for me or not from a construction side. This is roughly what I wanna do before they pull the trigger, right? Like not a lot of people know Mm -hmm. where to go with such a short time frame. 
to be able to get some like large magnitude answers on like, is this even a possibility? Is it feasible? Is it whatever? And so like, that's a service that's like, in and itself is missing, but there's nowhere to look. Like if you didn't know that we did that, it's one of those things where it's like, who do you call? Who do you call to really get your finger on the pulse of like, is this even a, a, a feasible investment for what we want to execute with it right. at this point and still make it to market in terms of having time to to bid on the house? And then it's like, but then you're like, okay, you don't get that one. Then the next one comes up and it's like, but then you're engaging this professional how many times? Probably for free for the first time. But then it's like, like how much work are people willing to put in without getting paid to get people to a, another point with no guarantee. Like it's, it's, it's really, really messy. The it is entire really messy. thing. I, and I, I think I agree with you. I know I, I do agree with you that it is really messy. And the reason why I wanted to start this episode the way I did is to show people that it's even messy for us because you and I butt heads about these kind of things all the time, all the time, all the time. Cause it's like, I'm trying to give my time away for free to land people. And you're like, listen, Stop tripping over your bleeding heart. Yeah. <laughs> hey, adjust your mic. You're like, I sound amazing. And you're like. I always sound amazing. Oh, well, just there it is. Did anybody. Record. There you go. Now you nailed it. But that wasn't just because I was holding this like this, was it? No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. But seriously, what kills me Look, is babe. that like, there's no, like, we argue about this and there's nowhere good to go. And the, I think the real problem with the issue is, is that people need to get paid. Right. So you can't give away your time for free to to really spend the time with people to now you can't save everybody. You know what I mean? People need to do their own research. But I think the real issue in this industry in Toronto, at least, is or maybe it's everywhere, is that there, there really is nowhere to go for like a central bank of information. I feel like if people had if people knew that the information existed somewhere and there was a credible source, then, then maybe they would do their homework. Like, would you think about that? Like, if like, but that's that's the problem. But the, here, like, the city of Toronto, if you ask them, can you recommend a contractor? What do they say? No, no, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. It's like what? Okay, so who do I ask? Who there, do I ask? There is no repository for like information. I mean, like home stars and stupid shit like that. Yeah, but, but don't like, even get me started with not, that. It's not like it, it's all just fluff basically like it, it what you see up there it doesn't necessarily translate to what you're getting but yeah there's no clear like you can't google search uh you know how who do i call for you know figuring out if my project's feasible like the, it will yield nothing yield like, nothing. there's nothing of value anyway so it's like it's probably really frustrating as a, a consumer out there because yeah you don't know and then the problem is is that you you start where you think you're supposed to start and then you end up fucked anyway because it's like <laughs> if you you start with the architect then you come to somebody like us is like whoa great but when we're either missing half the information because the drawings don't kind of meet spec to execute or to accurately gauge pricing or Two, they they're great drawings, but it's also a trillion dollars, and it doesn't factor in your budget. And so it's like, and then what? So they're like, okay, well, fuck. Like I started where I thought was the right spot, and it's like if you started with a contractor, then they'd be pushing to get into construction and like designing on the fly and not giving you ample time to plan. And like, like it's it's really challenging. And so like I think that's why what we do sets us apart so much because I think like in different capacities, we've both been there. Mm. And so understanding the pain point helps you to be a better resource 
and you're learning to do it more concisely so that it, you're you're not investing every second of your time, but you are investing enough to help people get off on the right foot right. and to let them know that this is here's a resource if they need it or, you know, come back, ask questions, whatever. And so it's like it's it's good to have something that people can lean into in that respect, even just to get a sense of magnitude. Well, I'm going to label off some truisms that I've come to pass. And like, you know, what? let's start with the fact that like when we when we we're starting with one York. We started as doing just CM. Like we were just yeah. building stuff, yeah. right? And then what we came to realize was that we were inheriting a lot of really shitty drawings. Yes, I was going to say bad decisions, or maybe not things that were like Those thought all two. the way through, or half we had thoughts. Half thoughts. Yes, yeah. it's like you know that's a great idea. I would love to put that toilet there, but there isn't a stack inside. It's like a whole bunch of <laughs> sentences. Imagine somebody speaking and only bringing halfway through the sentence and just trailing off. Like that's what the drawings that that would right. be like the verbal description of how I would explain the drawings that we used to get. Oh, or the other one. This one I remember. Did I tell you about that one? The one where we were talking about. Um, where the guy wanted to renovate his, underbin his basement, right? Um, and then gut his main floor, but keep his second floor completely untouched. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like, this is like the cutting out of the middle of a tree. Yeah. Right? You can't do that. You can't do that. That kills me. It's like, that's bad advice. The drawings were not great, but like, you know, Doable. done technically well in terms of the fact that, you know, you can get a building permit with that, but you can't build it. And you certainly can't do it at that price point, nor should you because it's just a bad approach. Right. But the, the point is that when we started this, we started from the construction side. And then what we realized was we need to start back getting our involvement sooner so that we're in the position where we can offer good advice earlier. Right. And here's another truism. The design is only as good as it fits within your budget. So you need to lockstep design and construction costing or else you are gonna end up with something from a design perspective that you don't want to build but that's or can't just it. build. Like it's, it's so, it kills me when you come and like, uh, well, the architect said it was gonna be this and it's like, when was the last time the architect built a house? Right. When was the last time they were on site building, negotiating contracts, dealing with trades, like really in touch with the market value of what the fuck is going on out there. I'm not saying that all architects don't. No, and that's not all of them, but like it's a large part of it and it's a large part of the issue because it's like there, even, even if designers of any capacity checked in with builders occasionally, or there was a resource or a platform where those two connected right. on market pricing and like what's available. Cause like even with interior design, like there's nothing more maddening to me mm. than getting stuff and then looking at it and being like, okay, like that completely doesn't align with the budget that we have like Ooh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. beautiful right but who the fuck is building that for this price right. no one right. ever like right. ever so it, it's super frustrating because it's like i feel like all we spend our time doing at, or what we used to before we used to take on drawings ourselves was that like you're like a pillow for like the deflated sad person that you just had to like you just pop their balloon yeah or you just ripped it out of the kid's hand and let it go in the air and watched it go up. Yeah. You know, like you're you're just there as a support to let them be disappointed in the fact that they've spent all this time and they have this dream and this picture and it's so beautiful and blah, blah, blah. Like, when we started using Slack, we started using Slack, we all kind of created like different like monikers for each other. Yes. Mine was the creator and destroyer of dreams. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was, it's true. <laughs> that it's was true. Yeah, because it was like every time I got on the phone with somebody, it was like, if I got you cold and like you're like, I want to renovate my house and like you have like, you know, appropriate budget, like I would walk you and through this Bob process. And you're Bob the Builder. You're yeah. like, you're building these things up it as we go. awesome. You know what I mean? Like this guy knows he's rocking it. I'm like, this is like one, two, three. Like I'm going to be there. I'm going to get this house. You know, this is exactly what I want. And then, or I would get you at some other point and they're like, I got a building permit. And I'm like, okay, great. Let me look at it. And then I'm like, Oh, Where's the no. other eighty percent of the information I need to build it? <laughs> right. Where to price it? I already demoed it. I'm like, oh no, oh, oh, no, no, do no. don't do that. That's that. That TikTok. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, who do you go to first? Really difficult question to answer, but I think the answer, and I from my hardest heart, I think the answer here is that Us. who do you? Yes. You always say that. <laughs> but the answer is it's like you have to find somebody who you can communicate with and someone you trust. And like trust is a hard thing because it's like trust is something in my mind that you got to earn, of course, right? But that's why I think it lines up with the way that we approach business in terms of like we make small promises first, fulfill that promise, and then you make another larger promise. You got kind of go up. It's like feasibility studies, like a really small investment, 1500 bucks. We can like, we, we spend some time, we go through it, we give you a report back, you know, these are your options, we give you an estimate of your project. It, like, are there any like non-starters in the way? Like, are you like not gonna be able to build this at all, guaranteed, no way, that's never gonna happen? Or is there, a, there's, there's a, there was a will, there's a way, and you're within ballpark of your budget. But like, people would rather hear no up front before they invest all this time and money. Like, not for us, like time is the most valuable resource, but for everybody Huge. else, everybody else is just as busy, just as slammed in their own capacity. And so it's like, I would rather hear no mm. up front, or you can't, and mm -hmm. like, let's explore alternatives, than get super amped up and invest time. Because what I can't get back mm -hmm. is my time. Right. And, and so that's why people would I get some people are just right pissed about that. It's like, like I was Oh, my God, there's another one over here, uh, not even far from where we were where he was building with, um, with a designer that we know, I'm not gonna name him, but somebody we know and have worked with, where they had TTC running near their property. And like, now it became an issue of like, okay, well, you can do it from the building department, building department perspective and the zoning perspective, but not TTC infrastructure within a certain distance of your house, and then trying to negotiate with them. And like, it, it just became a rabbit hole of like, I looked at the drums for eight seconds. And I was like, instead of building a foundation that puts you in proximity of the TTC infrastructure, do some helical piles and drop that pile and that footing and that point load so that the angle of repose goes underneath or on top of that tube and then and be able to prove it. And that solved the problem. But if you like, like what kills me is like, why didn't like, ah, just like, fuck. It's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I, sometimes people, I, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. I know it's like nine, nine, nine. Like, I wish I could just get there earlier sometimes with people and just kind of help. How, where do you go to first? How do you, like, who do you start with? It depends on your project. But I think that there needs to be a change in the way that people in the city of Toronto have options. Like you need to have an independent body that kind of landmarks you, or you need to have resources that are like accredited enough and are, or palatable enough so that people can do their own research and then kind of landmark themselves with that information. I'm really trying to get our website to that point because I want to populate that thing with enough information that they can kind of get on there. Self-serve almost to yeah. a degree, right? To you get need the, to, the basic questions answered. Because the basic stuff. It's almost like a checklist. Maybe this is like I'm signing my own homework right now. But like we need to create, what's Eric's that called? To do. Is that a questionnaire? What is that called? I don't know, what are you talking about? Well, creating um, 
like almost like a oh my god don't start with the textbook thing but it's like you're creating a questionnaire you're creating a way of of qualifying it's a motherfucking flow chart flow chart there (laughs) it is here's your project you are here is your project simple or complex yes simple complex but people don't even know the answer to that question like (laughs) that's the problem with that because some things in constructions appear simple you quantify it you know simple closing your porch in building a deck you know renovating your kitchen (laughs) like there's there is a, a category of things that you would say okay do i fall generally within this group and if i don't see my my specific thing listed here does it allow with this sort of category of stuff. Do you want to hear something really embarrassing? Sure. Ready? Yeah. I have to pee. <laughs> that's Classic good. I gotta go to the gym. Oh, that's right. All right. I guess that's it. <laughs> that's it. Who do you build or who do you go to first? We really didn't answer anything, did we? I don't know. I think we did. I think we just ranted, which may be the point of this. I think the short answer is, as you like to say, the short answer is just call us. 4161-YORK. Call me. That'll literally book me an appointment with me. And then we'll talk about it for like 15 minutes. And within that 15 minutes, boom. You only get to call me when you know what you're actually doing. <laughs> no, don't call Christina. Christina will not. She will not put up with that shit. She will not answer the phone. No, no, yeah. no, no. Okay, that's it. Okay. Bye. Bye.